Welcome to the PG Daily. This season is dedicated to financially empowering the residents of Prince George's County. Join our host, Heath Carelock, as he sits down with several financial experts to discuss ways for you to find money, make money, and better understand money. Get ready to be empowered. Today's guest is Lazari Castillo. Welcome to this episode of PG Daily Podcast, Financial Empowerment Center edition. My name is Heath Carlock, Director of the Financial Empowerment Center at Prince George's Community College. And today we're joined by Lasari, uh, Lasari Castillo, who is a Southern Management Leader program participant with the Venerable Ruth Lewis, who's a professor in the business department here at the college. And can you tell us, Lasari, about the Southern Management Leaders Program? So the Southern Management Leaders Program focuses on giving back to the community. So they help students in community college and also transferring students that go to UMD College Park with their tuition and books. Their mo- their main focus is to help also the communities in the area. So being that attending the Alzheimer's Walk or um, homeless shelters, in any way possible, we try to give back to those that need it the most. Now, in speaking with Lasari pre-show, uh, <laughs> we, we reveal that um, Lasari has Dominican heritage, Dominican yes. Republican heritage. So I uh, have taught there in the Dominican Republic. And what's been like your perspective being in America mm-hmm. now um, and and never having visited Dominican Republic yet, uh, what's been your perspective on the financial well-being of average Dominican folks, even those here? What, what's been your perspective? So from my perspective, my mom, she, she obviously she grew up there. So sometimes she would tell me about the difficulties they go through with the Wi-Fi, the connection, the water, not being able to have electricity. And the difficulties that they go through, and, I, and then I realize and I reflect how they don't have that much of a resource or money outlets like we do. And I feel like sometimes we take advantage of that. And I just try to remember we have all these opportunities here, especially education. That's something we overlook a lot. And I try to take note of that and realize that we are really blessed to have such a big opportunity and so many resources that can help us with the financial aspect, especially at the college. So let's get right to it. How mm-hmm. could graduating from college with no loans or debt change your life? In my personal life, having to take care of my mother, it would be a big a big thing because I could focus on putting her in a better place, maybe having somebody to take care of her 24-7 and focusing more on that and then maybe buying a car because commuting to community, you know, taking buses and trains to community college, living in Hyattsville, it's not fun. I have like a two-hour bus ride to get here. That's to come back and to go. So I feel like graduating without loans and debt that's going to help me to focus on the bigger things and also to strip away that layer of unnecessary stress that many college students have. So let me help you real quick mm-hmm. because you are interesting. Oh, thank um, you. You're, you're 
you have a knack for the organic, you have a knack for things like meditation, you're in an entrepreneurship program, uh, you're, you're studying business at some level. So put it all together for me. Who are you? It's difficult to say, but <laughs> in one nutshell, I'm a person that I like opportunities. I like to discover the unknown because every day I'm like, I need to learn something new. And it doesn't matter what it is. I'm not going to close myself to opportunities that are offered to me, you know, and I live in my, not in my comfort zone. I always live outside and I'm always trying to do different things to elevate my spirit, to elevate my level just intellectually and spiritually and doing that with the Southern management, doing that with the college at my job every single day. I'm like, what can I do today that's different, that's going to get me out of my comfort zone? When did you learn to do that? When did you say, I'm going to be a complete person, I'm going to be a well-rounded person, I'm going to stand in my truth, uh, as as the saying is these days. But when when did you say, I'm going to actually stand in my expanse? and expand I would say well in high school in my senior year I Mm -hmm. used to work as a waitress at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and through that experience of a year I would be put in positions where I was treated horrible and I was treated really bad and I realized that through that experience I was like, I don't want to be treated this way. I'm settling for less. I'm settling for getting paid. And believe it or not, I got paid $3 an hour as a waitress, having to mop, having to clean, having to do all these things. And I realized I want better for me. So I would wake up early. I would study harder, apply to jobs, do every, anything that was possible to get me in a higher level. So that's when I realized that I had to I had to change something. But you were hungry. I know yes. that one of the pre-show questions I like to ask about mm-hmm. the thirstiest time you've ever been for a drink of water. Right. Um, but you had a type of thirst or hunger to be more than a sort of average, you know, with your set of skills and aspirations. Exactly. Um, you didn't want to uh, decline, recline. Uh, you wanted to be active. You wanted to be into it. Mm-hmm. Um, where did that come from? Having to take care of my mother, and I always go back to that because, believe it or not, I'm I'm not the typical college student where I can go out and party or I can go out and do things. I'm forced to stay at home and work. And in my free time, when I'm taking care of my mother, I'm looking up ways that I can better myself or maybe looking out looking for ways that I can progress because it got to a point where my mom and I were living off of food stamps like and food stamps is like $30 a month so imagine my mom and I having to only buy $30 of food for a week and you can't get anything with that it got to a point where starvation was almost there. And I realized, oh, my goodness, I, I can't be living this lifestyle where I'm dependent on the government to give us money to support us. So I was like, I'm going to stand up and I'm really just going to live out of my comfort zone because I was in my comfort zone the whole time through that process. Wonderful. Do you ever think about retirement? I know that you're young um, mm-hmm. and I know that most times students are 
thinking about what summer internship they're going to work. That's true. Um, but what does what does the word retirement do for you? I guess for me, I think so much about the now, and I think about all the things that I could do now to have a better future and to, you know, like saving money. I definitely think about those things, but I think more, what can I do now to make sure that when I retire, I'm in good hands? I do think about retirement, but keep in mind being so young for me, it's like, eh, you know, I might never get there, in my opinion, with everything going on. So I'm like, you know what, right now I'm focused on what I can do now, get my college education, and then after that, think about retirement. Do you even, like, at your stage, I I think back, I was a student at Prince George's Community College at one point in my past, but do you think about, like, what that looks like? What does retirement look like? Is it, like, a frustrating numbers mismatching thing? Do you, have you, have you thought about how the numbers play out, what that can look like? No, I haven't. No no idea, right? I trust, mm -hmm. I trust the the process. See, that's good. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like um, knowing what we, the collective we professionals, those close to retirement, financial institutions who sponsor places like the Financial Empowerment Center and other entities Mm -hmm. can do a better job of making it plain, making retirement um, not something that's thought of as a, oh, a future destination, but as something that's active and a part of us because savings is a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about savings for retirement or strategies that can be massaged into your uh, actual earnings, income, expenses, your cash flow, and, and, and how you can take certain strategies, make certain strategies to maximize your income in that process and set money aside and watch it grow um, is really important. And I think under discussed and underplayed mm-hmm. and underemphasized. And so I really want to change the conversation at the center to be something like uh, something where we can at least have a conversation for students about retirement. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what it looks like, but exactly. that's why I'm curious to hear from you guys about that. What was your financial background before coming into college and how has that played to played into impacting your decisions presently? So my financial background, I mean, at a young age, my mom always said that, you know, she would always say, how much did you earn this week? You know what? More than half of it is going to your savings. So she was very strict about saving more than half of the check and the rest of it going to with the you know for us so financially I seem to have a good relationship because despite not having a lot of money saved but at least throughout the years especially in high school when I started working my mom would always have that discipline of you have to save as much as you can because once you start doing taxes or once you start actually living on your own what are you going to have so it sounds like those items uh, shape and influence the perspective you have today. Mm-hmm. Are you shaping anyone else's financial outcomes and realities, whether family members, classmates, um, maybe somebody else you might tutor or something like that? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you there yet? Yes. There's a few people that are open to receive advice because in the past I would give people advice like, why do you spend $300 on shoes, you know? That's not really necessary. Maybe you could spend a hundred and 
the 200 save it and some people would get offended so when people you know come to me with advice and they would ask me like how are you managing with everything that you go through and I'm like oh yeah I do this and do that so I do give advice to people but only for those that accept it because a lot of young people don't really look at that they kind of just look at oh the new shoes came out oh the new iPhone 11 Pro came out and I want that so you really can't change the way young people think because they want the best and not I wouldn't say mm, the best quality maybe a phone or a shoe doesn't really guarantee that you're gonna be successful if that makes sense but I think young people project that like if they have the best quality shoes people are gonna see them as being rich well if you learned nothing else about money management or financial prosperity do you think you would know enough to be a financially successful citizen I don't think so. I think without the knowledge. So no- you're still hungry, thirsty of for course. more knowledge. And, yeah. Yes. Go beca- for it. I think every day, like I said, we have to learn something new. Like I can't say, oh, I know everything that deals with financial because I'm not a professional in the field. And there's professionals that are dedicated to that specific subject. And they know much more than what I would know. So I feel like always seeking help from people that are in the business that go through this every single day because they're always learning something about it that we don't even know so I feel like knowledge we can never have enough of knowledge we're always gonna we're always gonna learn something new that's good Mm -hmm. that's good so um, kind of coming toward the end of our our interview here but do you feel confident about your knowledge uh, about money right now um, to be sort of where you want to be in five years yes I would say I feel confident just because I actually have the discipline of restraining myself when I would go to the store. Perfect. Oh, $500 for this. You know what? No. Matter of fact, let me think. Is this a want or is this a need? And then when you think about it in that critical way, it makes you strip away from, you know what? I don't need this. I just want it. And that's kind of like your ego talking. So really having that discipline and really meditating on materials don't shape the person I am. My intelligence and my knowledge shapes who I am. The interview gets harder really quickly, but mm-hmm. then it gets soft again and goes away. So mm-hmm. my last question for you, serious question is, do you think most college students would have had that answer? No, of course not. So tell me why and what's your message for them? So at my age, I think that through all the experiences that I have been through, it has really pushed me intellectually at an age maybe until like 26 or even more. So a lot of college students, you know, 19, 20, 21, they're thinking about drinking, partying, just having fun. That is what it's about, you know, especially college students. They don't think about what is my future going to be? They think about that when they have zero in their bank account. And it's really unfortunate and it's really sad because one of the issues that I have is not being able to connect on the level that most college students connect. So my circle is only me. So when it comes in terms of like really meditating or really thinking critically about the decisions you make and how they affect your future, college students, most of them don't connect that because they're living too much in the moment. It's good to live in the moment, but to the extreme of 
Let's not think about anything and let's just spend whatever we have. And it's living that American lifestyle of living check by paycheck by paycheck. And I don't know why anybody would want to do that to themselves. But at the end of the day, it's an, it's an unfortunate answer, but not many college students think that way. And I don't think anything will change the way they think until they're put into reality. Now, you told me earlier that you meditate. Yes, regularly. I do. Um, what's the power of meditation for you? And is money ever a part of that thinking process? Yeah, definitely. Meditation is, for me, it's about thinking about how I feel, thinking about what is important in the moment, and really just reflecting throughout my days. Like, for example, I may think, you know, I made a mistake or this happened and I shouldn't have done that. But I take myself back and said, hold on, this is a learning experience. What did I learn from this? Even though I may have been embarrassed or maybe I have lost an opportunity at an interview, but this is a learning experience. And in life, everything is a process. And meditation really grounds that. It really brings you back to yourself. And one of the things I always say is that you have to look within yourself and you have to look within yourself in order to achieve the utmost respect, love, divinity. Because if you don't appreciate yourself, you're not going to appreciate the external world. And financially in the aspect, meditation makes me aware. When I go to the stores and I see people splurging and especially like on Black Fridays and fighting and doing this for deals, I think this is not necessary because in a few months, it's going to be out of style. In a few months, nobody's even going to realize that you have the latest gadget or you have the latest phone or the latest shoes. Mm -hmm. So it really makes me aware of every decision, every thought that I pass through each day. What are you going to do when you grow up? Well, my goal is to be a kinesiologist, and that deals with maybe an occupational therapist, personal trainer, or physical therapist. My goal in life, in any field that I do, because I went from teacher education to that, so I want to help people. I want to give back to the community, being that through fitness, maybe meditation, maybe by doing yoga, Giving back is a really important thing to me. If I'm not giving back to the community directly, I wouldn't see no point in going into a field. So that's that's what I want to do when I grow up. Well, we're speaking to the self-made Lasari Castillo, yes. who's a, a true leader here on the campus and making waves in her own life uh, with, with from meditation to having employment to saving money to taking care of her mom. You're just becoming a whole person right before our eyes, and that is so good. And you're on a trajectory that hopefully leads to the spectrum of financial stability to financial security to financial independence to financial freedom. Yes. Thanks for being on the set. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate everyone else in the production. Well, you came highly recommended. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. This podcast was recorded at Prince George's Community Radio, located on the campus of Prince George's Community College. The music for the podcast has been provided by David Smalls, and the PG Daily is executively produced by David Smalls. Join us next time for more financial empowerment.